Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. It's Tuesday night. It's just after 9 p.m. Where else do you want to be? I am behind the steel curtain editor, Dave Schofield, and coming with me on the show, as always, every week, I'm still stalling, hoping to get people in here and ready, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? Uh, We will just go ahead and... Breathe in that sweet smell of victory. Yes, that was the goal going into this weekend. Breathe in. Follow that up with a exhale (laughs) after that Sunday night game. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into some stuff with that Sunday night game because I got some pretty interesting stuff there. But that's all we were hoping for. We were hoping to breathe in the sweet smell of victory, go out with the regular season with a bang, on top, winning the last two games against AFC North opponents, winning three of the last four against teams that were supposed to be some of the strongest opponents that the Steelers faced, even though the Steelers kind of uh, messed that up a little bit and made both those teams have losing records. But we'll just, uh, oh, wow. Um, That's just the icing on the cake. But the real icing on the cake is we're not sitting here to reminisce about the Steelers' season. We're not talking about, you know, hey, they, they, they went out, they gave it a good run with this roster and everything else. That's not what we're here to say. Because there is still more football to be played. There is still more football to be played. And in a shout out to my big brother, tonight's show title is Breathe In the Steelers 2021 season while it lasts. You know, this is bonus football. I mean, maybe three or four weeks ago, we thought, yeah, the playoffs, if you can go three and one in the last four games, which the Steelers under Mike Tomlin, they've gone three and one a lot in the final four. And this might have been their most treacherous final four games they've had. That's what's crazy. But we're like, yeah, the odds are low. The odds are low. But they, it, it all worked out. As Occam's Luck says, playoffs, baby. Yeah, it's, I saw 8%. I saw 9%. Bottom line is, 
This is bonus football. This is not what we were expecting um, in over the last week, whenever the Bengals messed it up and beat the Chiefs, which they weren't supposed or the sorry, the Chiefs messed it up and lost to the Bengals. You know, so hey, any given day, any given Sunday, it can happen. So before we dive into stuff, I kind of want to give a little bit of a reminder. Okay. And that is sometimes this show can seem a little bit, well, let's say in a more sensitive way, a little bit all over the place. And it kind of is. And here's why. I want to remind you all, if you've stumbled onto the Scobro Show for the first time, or maybe you've heard of parts of it before and you're just checking out again, you might not understand that pretty much every show that we have on the BTSC networks of podcasts I said that right, BTSC. Yeah. Okay. Network. I, I didn't want to pull Kyle Christ and go B, um, B, BTCS or something like that. Um, the, every show that we have is is, is different and unique. Yep. You know, and I, and I mentioned Kyle and they're what Yin's talking about. That show's unique. They, you know, those, they, those they, guys they nailed are, it down. That's and they, right. that's the funniest show. Sorry, everybody else. That's the funniest Steelers podcast, not just on our platform, but of anyone that I've heard. Uh, that's one. Two, we, we've got other things, you know, Jeff's Let's Ride is special by Stat Geek. Of course, it's it's nerdy as all get out. Uh, the preview with me and Brian and Jeff joking around and, you know, the post-game show and the preview is kind of, you know, when it's the same guys, it's just what we're focusing on. But this show, the reason it's the Sco Bro Show is because we're brothers. This show is what it is. When you have a family member that you live a couple hours away from, it's not that you never see him, but it's not like you see him every day. And when you catch up every week and you want to talk about your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers, it's what you're talking about. Sometimes we talk about the last game a lot. Sometimes we talk about the next game a lot. Sometimes we talk about other things with the Steelers a lot. It's basically our family conversation. Do you think that's a fair way to, to, to sum it up there, Rich? Yeah, fair way to put it. Like I, like I say every time we're on the show almost, th- this is no different than you and me when I was in college and you were in high school, us sitting in the kitchen talking football. Exactly. You know, exactly. This is, this is just what we did. Um, we've just now, we're just doing it on a platform where other people get to hear it. Hey, you know what? That we we are allowing others to join in the conversation. That's right. That's it. That's what we're doing. This is dining room table talk. Like That's like what my, it is. Like my friend Thaddeus Kennedy, who I saw is out there in the live chat. Thaddeus was at the game on Sunday. He was texting me from the mm-hmm. game. Thaddeus, you are a brave, brave man sitting out there in that cold rain. Yeah. Jeremy Betts, who does the Steelers, uh our Fantasy Football Fix podcast. Yep. He was there. He was actually featured on Steelers Nation Unite, the little video they had that compiled various I things. Yep. Um, so I, I, I can, I actually had the opportunity where I could have got tickets to the game. Uh, my wife, she, she works. Uh, well, her workplace. She hasn't been there in over two years now because uh, she works remotely. Is close to Baltimore. Uh, one of the one of the head officials in the NFL works where my wife works um so that's why whenever he gets assigned ravens games i throw a fit on social media saying this guy's from baltimore he shouldn't be doing ravens games but anyway um but there were people selling tickets there and i'm just like 
the weather was bad here. The weather was was bad where I was, and it was going to be driving through ice to get there. And my wife's like, please don't go. Please don't go. And you know what? I'm glad I didn't I, – although it would have been great to see that game, I'm glad I didn't spend the money thinking that it was Ben Roethlisberger's last game ever. I was kind of afraid if it would be too much of a letdown. And here it's not his last game. It's not his I last know. game. And that's, what I, that's why I'm so happy that it all worked out that way. So – Speaking of happiness, can't we just be happy? Is it all right to just be happy that I'm, the Steelers I'm, are where they are? I'm always happy. Yeah. And, and just I, so people know, because I have to tell people this all the time, especially people I work with. See this face? Those of you on your YouTube, face. This, this is my happy face. That's your happy yeah. face. <laughs> it is also my sad face, my mad face, my disappointed face. Yeah, the, it I, is what it is. I can't, I don't do that because for those of you watching on YouTube or Facebook Live or ever have watched on those shows, you can tell that I have, I've got the dimples going on. So when I smile and I'm excited, my face just looks different. It's, it's just the way it works. So, but the reason I asked that is sometimes things are happening with the Steelers and it's a good thing. And yet we can't just be happy. I'm going to bring up some things. I'm not going to bring up specifically of people that kind of I felt like were raining on my parade. But this was even before and during the game. Deontay Johnson comes back to play for the Steelers on Sunday. And can we just be happy that he was able to come off the COVID list after a day and was going to be available? Did we have to say, oh, well, too bad it's not Juju? That wasn't an option. Can't we just be happy that it was Juju or not Juju that I'm, as I'm wearing the Juju hat because I was looking at that guy. Can we just be happy that Deontay Johnson was back? Couldn't we just be happy about that? You know, and how many people, I mean, that's why sometimes you really got to stay off Steelers Twitter. How many people were just like, I don't know if I want to watch this team in the playoffs. They've been saying that for weeks. You know what? what? Then they'll watch them. Tune in Sunday night because the rest of us, even if the Steelers struggle, even if it's not their the their swan song or you know anything where they come out and 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 show us what they can do, maybe they come out and have another playoff performance like last year. Knock on wood. So if you hear that, as you can see, my whole camera shakes. You get one more chance to watch the Steelers. You get to see number seven put on that uniform one more time because we're not going to see a number seven on the Steelers again. You know, you're not going to see a number seven on the field again. So watch it one more time, and you know that there's a chance that it could all come together, and we'll get there. But I wanted to bring that up about just being able to be happy. Um, here's my question. Next next question. Because I, I had to write stuff down. I'm going there throughout the day, and I'm like, I got things I want to talk about tonight. And if I didn't write them down, I knew I was going to forget. So everybody out there, as you hear us bouncing around from things, just remember one thing. It's Dave's fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. It is. It's okay. Dave's fault. So, but do you want to say anything else about just being happy? I, I don't want to move on if you have something more to say. Uh, uh, look, my first thing was for the Steelers in terms of being happy was win the game. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, win the game. So yeah. that made me happy. And then it was like, holy cow, the Colts lost. Well, yeah. now I'm getting really happy. And then we won't go into what kept going. Yeah. We won't talk about the what's, Sunday night game. What's crazy we'll get there. is if you look at it, 
at the likelihood, there was three things that had to happen for the Steelers. Three things that had to happen. And if you look at them, in the likelihood of them occurring, how it played out and when it finally was concluded went in reverse order. Because what the most unlikely by far would be the 15 point or 15 plus point underdog Jacksonville Jaguars winning the game. Now, granted, yes, the Colts still haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. But that game was kind of, I mean, they got up early. And I'm like, well, I remember seeing that game. I said it on the post game show. They were up 13. And I was like, oh, that means they're going to lose by a point. They're going to give them two touchdowns. Oh, and they went up, whatever. And then it just kept, the defense just kept stopping on fourth down, goal line stands, things like that. And then that game was done. That game, you know, that was supposed to be the least unlikely, and it was the one that was done first. Then the next least likely would be the Steelers to upset the Ravens. Not a huge upset, but still an upset. And they did it coming out of the two-minute warning in overtime. Then the most likely of all that is to have a game not end in a tie. And it comes down to the last two seconds of overtime. Yeah. So it's like the, 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 the things that were unlikely actually weren't, wasn't, I mean, that was more of a breathe easy moment. And as, as the, and as you went with the probability of it is when it changed. But, um, Let's go, let's go ahead. I want to talk about that game for a minute, the Sunday night game. I know you were watching it. We were people were chiming in. I was on the in the Slack channel. I was getting frustrated. All I was looking for all night, I wanted weird point combinations. I wanted weird point combinations. I wanted it to be a nine point game. I wanted it to be a one point game. I wanted it to the be two, one of those the, things. The two numbers that kept coming into my head as the game was rolling mm-hmm. along, I was like, "Ooh, do this. That will get it to nine. Or nine. ooh. Do this. This will get it to 12. 9 and 12 were my two numbers. Well, mine was one. Because if you're either up by a point or down by a point, you're going for the field goal. And, you know, you're going for the field goal or the stop. It's There's no way. It's impossible to score one point in the NFL, you know, on other than the extra point. You know, but that's, that's not what we're talking about. So one was a good one. I was okay with one. And, like, I was going against the Raiders getting that two-point conversion. I wanted it to be 12. But then someone brought up, well, what if they kick a field goal? And they're like, I'm like, oh, crap. That's a good point. 12 is too easy to get to 15. And 15 is just the two touchdowns and one two-point conversion. But, man, oh, day. It just seemed like every time I was like, all right, get a stop, Steelers win. Get it, Oh, fourth down the line. Get a stop, Steelers win. Oh, Six. get a stop, Steelers Four six. Oh my goodness! On it, fourth it was downs. insane. It was and insane. these weren't fourth and ones either. No. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But crazy, crazy. And I, I know we have some super chats. We'll get to them here in a little yep. bit. I want to talk about the last minute of that game in overtime because sure. I have a different thing. Now, before we do, I said something earlier that I didn't clarify. I said we should just be happy with the Steelers. Happy and satisfied are not the same thing. We're we experiencing happiness. Are we satisfied that they just made it to the playoffs? No. We're happy that they did, but we're not. You still got to go out go out there and fight. fight, fight I would fight. rather be watching the Steelers this weekend than the Steelers <laughs> sitting at home this weekend. Then talking go. about Coach Tomlin's end of the year press conference. Don't want to do that. So, the last minute of that game, a lot of people were making a big deal over the timeout and how they changed their philosophy and things that were said. 
I'm going to tell you my breakdown of it, and I want your thoughts on it. But I'm going to I'm going to stipulate it. I'm only going off of two post game comments. That's all I'm bringing into play. There might have been other comments that disprove what I was saying, but I'm going to say based on these two comments, hear me out. And the two comments were Derek Carr after the game that said, well, when they call, called timeout, that, that made us rethink what we were doing. But I don't think he meant what people think he meant. And the other comment was Coach Staley after the game saying, hey, we took the timeout. We wanted to make sure our defense was set. We were trying to make the field goal as long as possible. Okay, so remembering that. The clock is running down. People are saying, oh, well, the Raiders were just going to take a knee and go to and, and end in a tie until they called a timeout. No, they weren't. That's false. They were in shotgun and they didn't call timeout to save time on the clock. They called timeout with five seconds left on the play clock to get their defense set. Now, we talked about the, the triple rich. Yes. Yes. Sometimes I am in favor of doing that and sometimes I am not. For example, you remember 2018 in Oakland fourth down and goal and coach Tomlin calls a timeout they were rushing and coach Tomlin calls a timeout to get his defense set rather than make rather than make them run an offense a rushed offensive play because they had no timeouts bad timeout in my opinion bad timeout they were panicked you weren't now he did the same thing against Baltimore the first time for the two-point conversion at the end of the game. And once again, I thought, bad timeout. Until I saw number 97 standing next to him. If you got, right. called, if you got called timeout to get Cam Hayward on the field for the two-point conversion, you call timeout and get Cam Hayward out on the field for the two-point conversion. So I understand that. So that was their explanation. But the Raiders, they were lined up shotgun – Running back in the backfield, wide receiver, everything set up. They were going for the first down via pass. They were going for the first down. And everyone said, oh, if it wasn't for the timeout, they would have just ran it out and tied. Wrong. They were going for the tie after the timeout. And here's why. After the timeout, they realized that the Chargers didn't have two timeouts left. They only had one. And by the Chargers using a timeout, what that showed to the Raiders was that the Chargers weren't trying to win. At that point, they were just trying to not lose. And the Raiders' job was to, more important than winning, was not losing. So the Raiders, after that timeout, and realized, hey, the Chargers only have one timeout. If we run the ball, they're going to use the last one. If we end up not going for the long field goal and punting it, they're not going to have time to do anything. And we'll tie and we'll go to there. So when people are saying, oh, they decided to, to they decided to beat them because they used the timeout. Uh-uh. They were going to beat them until they used the timeout. They were going for the tie on that run play and just so happened to get the 10 yards. That is my take. Uh, so you, you can have the take. I'm not sure I agree. But the formation and what they did follows that. Because think about it. If the, if the other team has two timeouts the, and, and you're running down the clock and you know that if you throw an incompletion, you're, you know, that, that you're going for the first down, the incompletion didn't matter because they had two timeouts and then they're going to have, you're going to have to punt and make them move that far in the very little time. But once they used the timeout, 
you knew they'd have to use their last one if you ran, and then they're just not going to have time to move the ball and do anything. That the Chargers were waving the white flag to try to win. Therefore, the Raiders ran the ball and were just going to run the ball and let the time run out. No, they weren't until they got the first down. They were not going to let the time run out. They were still going to call the timeout at two and seconds try for the, try field, the goal. field goal. Yeah, they were going to try. They. You know, if you're saying they were just then going to, yeah. if they didn't make it, they were just going to let the clock run out. There is where I disagree. But they were con- they were they were content going for the super long field goal. They were content yeah. to gain. What were what were they on? A third and three or third and four? It was. I think it was third and five. Okay, I, I was thinking it was third and four. They were content to gain any amount of yardage they could. Mm-hmm. And then try the field goal. The bonus was more yards. Yeah. But if you look at that, they were, people are like, oh, they were not going to do it. They were lined up to go for the first down because they didn't think they could get it via run. They were probably going to pass it. But after the timeout, they were content not getting the first down. They weren't, they weren't going as much for it as they would have. Because think about it. If they don't call the timeout and they run that play, and they don't complete the pass. Yuck. But if they do complete the pass. I don't pass, think they were yeah. going to see. And this is where I disagree with you, too. I don't think that play was going to be a pass. But it was out of a passing formation. It was in a passing formation. It was still going to be a run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because what else you didn't, you haven't talked about yet was the personnel changes that were made mm-hmm. by the Chargers. Okay. But it was in response to the Raiders. They didn't come out with the same personnel. No, no, no. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. The coach said we had this this linebacker in for coverage. Mm-hmm. We figured they were going to run the ball. See, did you not see this where they're where this the Chargers coach said this? We had this linebacker who was good in coverage, not a good tackler. Mm-hmm. They wanted him out and an extra defensive lineman in. Mm-hmm. They did that. The Raiders still ran the ball, and they still made the first down and kicked the field goal. Yeah, but what? But the thing is, the Raiders could have had an opportunity to, to take advantage of that personnel group if they would have kept theirs, but they went with a run-heavy personnel group as well. So they, he said that's what he wanted to do. Um, he, maybe he was afraid they were, they were just running the ball. But bottom line is, it was all about – you know, I think the Raiders were going for the first down before the timeout, and they weren't going for it after the timeout. But they just don't say to that they weren't going for it mm-hmm. after the timeout because they were going for it. Well, I mean, you'll take it, but I mean, when the likelihood when you run a play like that, you're happy, you're content with three or four yards, but three or four yards weren't going to give you the first down. You just happened to bust it for ten, right? I also think that in their home stadium mm-hmm. where their kicker hadn't missed, I think that that three yeah. yards, they were going to be happy with his try. Yeah. Yep. That's true too. But what, yeah, but my, my point was the whole narrative of, oh, well, they, they were only going, they weren't even going to go for a field. People were saying they weren't going to try to kick a field goal until the Chargers made them mad by calling a timeout to save time. That's the narrative, and that's not the way it happened at all. 
For that some was, people, that's the narrative, yeah. including including former Ravens coach Rex Ryan. Yeah. So and then Ravens defensive and coordinator. Yeah. So it was that game drove me nuts, and that wasn't the Steelers game. And guess what? I don't want to talk about it anymore. We okay, want to talk good. about it because this is our family show. But I mean, we talked about it because I could I could go insane thinking about all the little things that that would have been different. And that, and it would have made it to where the Steelers wouldn't have made the postseason. Could have, it would drive me nuts. But then again, you could do the same thing with the Steelers game. You really could. You look at look at all those little plays, like um, the Minka Fitzpatrick play towards the end of regulation. Oh yeah. I mean, look how close they would have been to field goal range. They would have needed one more play of of. I don't even know if they would have needed a full first down, but they would have just now it it wouldn't have been guaranteed. Yes. It's Justin Tucker, but man, it was raining. It was windy. It was crazy. So yeah, there's, there's so many different things there. Cam Sutton coming up with the interception. Yeah. You know, taking the points off the board, you know, that's just as that play impacted the the people like, Oh, just think they would have had three more points if the Steelers wouldn't have intercepted the ball. You know what They, they did? But the Steelers probably would have had three more points if Joe Hegg doesn't get a face mask because that ended up being a 39-yard swing yeah. on that one. So, um, yeah, so that's what it was. I'm trying to come back to see if I can find our I got first. There's Is the that first the first one? one? Yep. Thank you. Okay, still I'll get it. It's off topic, but thoughts on Ben's comments having KG going to guard, JC still at center for KC game. I've said before my thoughts on KG going to guard. He would be the second smallest guard in the league. And my my thing is is that might have told us a little bit more what's going on behind the scene because if Ben thinks he needs to move to guard, then that means that Ben thinks he's not good enough at making the calls and communicating at center. Yep, because that's the difference. That's the difference. If that's what Ben says, then Ben's basically saying he's not good enough at doing that. Is what he's saying indirectly, possibly, possibly. That's the way I take it. But to me, if Kendrick Green is not going to end up being a good center. I don't think he's miraculously going to be better by being a guard. That's my opinion. I don't think I don't think moving one spot to your right or left for him is going to make it be where fans are saying how he's a bust to while well, all of a sudden we should be talking about him for the Pro Bowl. It's it, I don't I don't see that kind of difference. That and I think the Steelers have better options at guard. You know I don't know that he'd be better even than Leglue right now, but I don't think he's better than Dotson. But uh, what and you want to say something about that before we move on to the second part of the question? Nope. KG to guard. No, you don't have. You don't want to say anything about KG to guard. Nope. Okay. But then I'll ask you this: JC still at center for the Kansas City game? Yes. Yeah. He did not have nearly as good of a game as what some people think this past week. He did the week before. I think they really simplified things for him with the Browns. And I think they try to do a little bit more against the Ravens, and therefore he struggled. I think the biggest thing. I'm not saying he struggled Kendrick Green level struggle. I think right now the biggest thing that's holding back the Steelers centers is making the calls and everything else. Although Coach Tomlin did talk about that, about JC doing a good job making the calls. So I don't know that, but do you think he'd say, he wouldn't say that? So, yeah. All right. You got the next one? Because I can't find him. There right it now. is. All right. Occam's Ox, 9.99 into the tip jar. The Steelers are going to go down fighting. All this talk about playing with house money, I, I keep hearing his loser talk. Tell Cam Hayward he's got no hope. Tell TJ to roll over and die. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's not roll over and die and you're playing with house money, but 
the Steelers thrive as the underdog. They generally do better at the underdog role. I mean, that's what they've been the last, technically, I guess, against the Titans at the last minute, the line flipped to the Steelers for some reason. But um, they've basically been underdogs their last four games. Now, they didn't show up well in Kansas City. They honestly didn't. But to me, you go down fighting, you know, if you're if, if you're that big of an underdog, what have you got to lose? All the pressure's on the other team. So what do you think about that, Rich? Uh, yeah. Um, it's a better place for the Steelers to play from, honestly. You, you know. Was it you? Who put in the Slack chat? Well, I guess it was everybody in Slack channel oh. kept saying, oh, there you go. Now they're just playing. The Steelers are playing with house money. That's yeah. right. Nobody expects them to be able to go to Kansas City and win. Uh-huh. Except for the Steelers and some of their only some of their loyal fans, yeah. um, they're playing with house money. Just go in and go for broke. I mean, I'll say I don't expect them to win, but I know they can. You know, there's a difference there. There's a big did, expectation. Did they have at least a say? Nine percent. Yeah, what I'm saying. You know what I'm talking about. That's the thing. It's like, do you expect the win? No. But did you expect the Jags to beat the Colts? No. So the thing is, you're like, we'll talk about this more as we get closer to you doing your prediction. But there's so many things going to line up right for the Steelers. Coach Tomlin was kind of talking about this in his press conference today. I, I talked about it a little bit with when I was doing the, the recap podcast, if you haven't checked that out. And that is, like, he was talking about the special teams. He says special teams is, is a phase of the game where we can't afford to give up a splash play. We've got to make a splash play. You can't give up a splash special teams play to the Chiefs and think you're going to win the game. Right? Right, exactly. He's like, and you've got to take care of the ball. You can't turn the ball over and give them three short fields where they get 17 points. You've got to create three short fields to where you can get the 17 points. Yep. That's the difference when you go in there. So the margarine, margarine, (laughs) the margin for error is extremely small for the Steelers right now. But it's been kind of small for a while, hasn't it? So, uh, so, so, so we'll get there. Okay. Uh, Monster $19.99 a tip jar. Gotta love it. it. Says you always bury your division rival. Yes, you do. That was back yes, talking to the Sunday mm-hmm. night game. That's yeah. what that was about. Yeah. My my point is and, and, point and was here that. was this. Here's what here's going back to that Sunday night game real quick. Here's where it becomes easy to figure out what was going on with the two teams. Okay. Nothing changed for the Chargers, whether they won. Or tied. Yeah. If they won or tied, they were the sixth seed. Seven. No. The Chargers were the sixth seed. Oh, yeah. I'll, um, if they won or tied, they were the sixth seed. Oh, that's right, because the Raiders would have been the seventh seed. Correct. Yeah, Had tie. they tied, I, I was the thinking, Raiders were the seventh seed. Yes, so, you're right. So the Chargers winning versus tie didn't make a difference to them. Sure but it for the did for the Raiders. And I said that on Twitter. Of course, I had a Bengals fan take exception to it, but he had no clue what he was talking about. I was like, yeah, 
So, so, send yeah, me I'd, a I'd much rather you know, send me a text Kansas about City that Bengals playoff win, right? You've seen that. No one has ever sent someone a text message about a play about a Bengals playoff win because the last one yes. came in January of 1991, and the first text message was sent in 1992. That's right. Yeah, well, and, and and I'm like, they would much rather go to 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 Cincinnati than to Kansas City. They're like, well, real well, but the but the Bengals just beat the Chiefs. Well, they upset the Chiefs one. Two in Cincinnati. That's one. And two, oh yes, I would rather, much rather play the team that's been to the Super Bowl two years in a row in their place than and is a higher seed than another team that hasn't been to the playoffs since 2015 and hasn't won since the early 90s. I mean, that's common sense. Yep. Of I mean, I was still going into this hoping that Kansas City would lose on Sunday. Sorry, Saturday. Um, which they should have, stupid Melvin Ingram. Um, that therefore, I wanted the Bengals to have the opportunity to move all the way to the two, because if the Steelers squeaked in, I wanted them to go. To, I wanted them to go to Cincinnati. Yeah, tell me you wouldn't have rather gone to Cincinnati than Kansas City. Absolutely. So there was I just that. Have one name for I, I just have one name uh-huh. for you. If that would have happened, uh huh. Kimo Van Olhoff. Oh, I would. I would say <laughs> crying Bengals lady. <laughs> anyway. My the ultimate point that I made earlier with that whole thing with the Sunday game is once the Chargers used one of their timeouts, the Raiders knew they weren't they they the likelihood of them really pushing for the win had been removed. That was the key. It wasn't that they got angry and wanted to beat them because they how dared you call a timeout, like some people made it seem. Anyway, this is the way to transition out of that. Nicholas Gabriel, $2 in the tip jar, says all the speculation doesn't matter. We're in. That's it. We're baby. in. He didn't say baby, but he's got a baby in the picture, so that's why I added it. Okay. Go ahead, Rich. <laughs> that's right. We're, you know, Sunday night, playing in Kansas City. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. We got another one. There it is. Um, who was the bigger dog? Steelers 05 at Indy or Steelers um, um um, 20, 2022 at Kansas City. Right uh, now it's 12 and a half. I'm pretty sure it was more in, in Indy. I, I, I don't have that. I don't have that. I mean, I could try to find it here real quick, but I, I mean. A great question. I remember it is, was it was yeah. big. It was at the, at the time. I think it was like the, the biggest mm-hmm. upset in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. Uh, I'm trying good, to say if I find good question, if I, John Manahan. Good question. Yes. And here, give me a moment. I will find that for you um, in, in in minutes. So if there's anything you else you want to say about stuff, Rich, or do we have another super chat? I, I'm not. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm feeling the very clenched. The French Revolution was neither French nor revolution. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's hilarious. So going back to that Colts game, I can tell you now that the line – for that game, do, 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 do. where'd it go? It's when gone. I clicked on other stuff, it gave us, it gave me the line. Uh, oh no, it's it would be a bigger upset this one. They were eight and a half point underdogs. I want to say it started at double digits, if yeah. I remember correctly. But you also got to remember that was after the Steelers had won a playoff game the week before. That is true. So that that adds to it a little bit um, with those lines, in my opinion. So. Um, I I do want to bring up something else to you. Okay, I I don't. Do you watch? You don't watch the the, the morning talk shows and stuff, um, like 
sit down and watch the whole show, do you? I don't know, like Get Up or Good Morning Football or anything like that. Uh, Not since Mike and Mike went off the air. I was a Greenberg and Golden fan. It went off the air. I do not listen. I do not watch any of those now in the morning. And and you'll understand understand this when I say what I'm going to say. But I actually was a bigger fan of um, of of Wingo and Golic because I felt you had two people who so actually knew I. what they were. You, know, you actually had two people that knew that you were ta- what they were talking about rather than just one. Um, True. I, 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 I I'm ready to quote the other one. That's why I asked. I don't watch those kind of shows either, but there was a clip on, on Twitter that I watched today because it was Dan Orlovsky, Orlovsky I, I, I put your names. He was doing a breakdown of the Steelers. He did two plays. He did the Minka breakup play, and he did the Ray Ray McLeod fourth down conversion. On the Minka breakup play, Ryan Clark runs in and wants to talk more about it and was saying about, you know, Minka's having the best season that he's ever had with the Steelers because of these kind of things. Who cares about – he didn't say it, but in other words, he's saying, don't worry about the interception numbers. Anyway – but at the very end of all that, you know, of course, Rex Ryan came in and talked about what the Ravens did wrong on defense there. Um, but he missed – he said, oh, they their linebackers shouldn't have been up. They should have been back because in zone defense you want to be able to, to attack. But they were dropping. My thing is, why do teams rush the line against Ben Roethlisberger or, or crowd the line? Because they want you to think you're coming and it'll make them throw it faster. Oh, fast. That was their philosophy, and I understand why they did it, and it's a good philosophy. Right. It just didn't work there. And Rick was coaching yeah. where right now? Yeah, exactly. But Mike Greenberg said something, whether I agree with Greenberg on a lot of stuff or not, that I thought was a very interesting thing that he said. And I'm going to bring, I'm going to ask your opinion because at first I thought one way and then I thought another way. I, I, I had a Dave answer about it. And that was, th- this is what Mike Greenberg said. He said, there are much better teams that are sitting home watching the playoffs, but Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger found a way. What do you think of that? Uh, well, there's two there's two ways you can go with that. I understand what he is thinking there. Mm-hmm. There are teams that, if you look at their rosters and you know position by position, have more talent mm-hmm. and should have been there, yeah. right? But what it comes down to is. And there's a way of saying that you just you just have it, you know. In Ben Roethlisberger and Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt, you have players that have it that can at times, for lack of a better term, I'll say, can just once in a while will you to an extra win or two. Yeah, and that's why the Steelers are in. Well, and then and once again. I've said it so many times. People want to hate on the coaches, but you know what? When other people, when other people that cover other teams look at the Steelers, they look at the roster and they look at what you would prepare for. They're like, "Wow, the Steelers are winning with that. That must be because their coaches are great." That's what other people see that aren't seeing what from our perspective. So I'm just reminding everyone of that. That I've heard that from multiple people covering multiple teams on things that I've done because of this job this season. So at first I thought, you know what? I really agree with that. That's a great quote. And then I thought of something else. I'm like, are they better? They might be like you said, that they're more talented or here, there, or the other, but does that make them a better team? And that just kind of goes to show that's, 
that's the what I I've done this for a while, even when it was still Mike and Mike, the Mike Greenberg bubble. He puts himself so much in the bubble of of NFL talking heads that you can talk yourself in or out of anything. And I say it when the with the Super Bowl, where you got to wait two weeks until the Super Bowl comes. Almost all of those guys will overthink it and overtalk it and completely have them convinced that a huge underdog is going to win the game easy because they've overthought it and overanalyzed it, if you know what I'm saying. So so to me, I think you're saying if you've overanalyzed other rosters, you would expect them to do more. But they didn't. So that doesn't make them a better team. So So the only thing that I'm saying is I understand what he meant, and I'm fine with that. But my point is, is does it make you a better team if you're not getting the job done? No, it makes you underachievers then. Exactly. And but not only that, people are like, oh, well, the you know, the Steelers made it in. They only tied the Lions. Well, you know what? If they had lost to the Lions, they wouldn't have made it in. That's right. You know what? <laughs> Instead, they tied the Lions and they did. Guess what? Remember, the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this season had the most difficult schedule in the NFL based on last year's records. So you can't say that it, like, like last year, everyone was saying, Oh, that 11 and Oh, that was inflated because they didn't have good opponents. You know what? Can't say that this year. You can't say, Oh, well, better teams didn't make it in, but the Steelers just so happen They just so happen to have a better record playing a harder schedule than you. They happen to have a better record playing a harder schedule than you. That's why they're there. There is not a team that has a better record than the Steelers in either conference that's sitting at home watching the playoffs. You got to remember that, Steelers fans. Uh, we got another super chat. I'm going to lose here, too. Okay. BGPO, football funk, $1.99 into the tip jar and says, Does anyone remember the Oilers game in 89? Rich. Uh, I don't, because I was in, I was in what, sixth grade? Hold. <laughs> Oh, let's see. The Oilers game in 80. Yeah. Brian Anthony Davis, I'm sure would. That's a bad question, isn't it? Not, not, not meaning it's not a good question. Meaning that is the one Brian Anthony Davis. They mean the playoff game. Playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's all. uh, Let's see. That would have been. Um, upset win. That was yes, because some someone was asking Mark Malone. That's funny. Wants to know if it was Bubby Brister that was starting in that game. You know, I'm oops, sorry, I clicked on the wrong one. So I don't know. I don't know that '89 game. That that would have been before my wheelhouse. It was you know it was, it was overtime. Steelers win tw- 26-23 in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I don't. Was it it? Was it the '89 yeah. season? Because uh, no. they lost in the division round that year. Um, oh, because they had an. That's right. The they, they, season, the '89, but it was no. Actually, no. What? No, it was the '89 season. It was the '89 season, uh, and it happened on 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 New Year's Eve. Yep. And and they and they beat the Oilers in Houston, in overtime, and they were. Let me see here. They were seven point underdogs. Yes, they were. They were seven-point underdogs, and Gary Anderson hit a 50-yard field goal in overtime. Do I remember that game? Nope. But that's I what happened do, in that game. but just a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
um, because that would have I'd have been in the middle of basketball season in high school. Yeah, I would have been I would have been tenth grade. Uh, that see over that break was when I had my shoulder separated. Yeah, that's interesting. That uh, I don't remember that that New Year's Eve. I don't. Eighty nine into ninety. Hmm. I remember New. I remember New Year's of nineteen ninety. I remember sitting there thinking, "Wow." It's it's only ten more years until two thousand. I rem- I remember having that thought as a kid, and I'm like, then I remember how ten years was such a long time. Um, but I don't I don't remember that game. I don't remember that game. But that was that was Bubby Brister versus Warren Moon, and Bubby Brister had hundred and twenty seven yards passing, um, and no touchdowns. Fifteen of thirty three for a fifty six quarterback rating. Um, but the Steelers found a way to win. Aji ran for a hundred. Yep. And Worley ran for fifty-four. Yep. Um, and yeah, that was that was that was it. And they won that game with uh, with uh, with they were plus one in turnover margin. So, all right. Let's speaking of other games. See, that's what we do. We we talk about things like that. Anything else from this Ravens game you want to specifically bring up? Um, I I will bring up one thing I really did like in the game, and that was, although, you know, I can't say that we had the most super of strong passing games in that game, it was nice to see the ball spread around nicely to our receivers, both in numbers of catches and yards. Yeah, really spread around. Yes. And I didn't realize it until it was brought up on the postgame show, and, and Jeff said something people talk about in the live chat. I didn't realize Ben Roethlisberger took his glove off. I just, just not something I paid attention to. And boy, was it completely different in the second half. I mean, he had yeah. 66 passing yards in the first half. Second half, different story. Yeah, he quit oh. missing. He, you know what? And I didn't realize it either until watching the post-game show when Jeff said that. And I was like, you know what? If that was the case, that explains a lot because Ben was missing high in the first half. He missed several passes high, which he has a tendency to do wearing the glove. And on that fourth down pass, his last pass of the game, boy, that was low. I mean, Ray Ray had to go down to his ankles to get that and then fall yeah, back. His ankles, but it was it, it was, was, his, it, was right. it was his shins. We'll say his shins. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a better place to say it, place to say it. Okay. Um yeah, so I just want to make sure you there's nothing else I, about I that. I want to bring up a comment somebody put here because this okay. was the other um Brian Blackstock comes says, love the use of Muth and Gentry. Those guys were excellent. Yeah. The, the key to that being Muth and Gentry. Like, the two, I mean, I, I don't know. Gentry has come out of nowhere this season after Eric Ebron went down. I mean, he's playing some really good football, both blocking in the run game and catching the football. He is exactly what the Steelers would need moving forward as a compliment to Muth. Yeah. I mean, remember he missed uh, part of last year. Um, he was on IR where right. he got hurt. So he's, he's becoming a decent Mr. Fifth. Remember yeah. that he was, he was the fifth of the third and fifth. Yes, he was. So um, with Deontay Johnson, of course, being the third. 
Okay. Uh, Steel Dog eighty eight puts two dogs in the two two dogs two dollars in the tip jar and says Ray Ray has stepped up. Claypool has been unreliable. Claypool was not. The last game was different, in my opinion. I mean, he led the the Steelers in rushing. He made. I mean, at first he he was kind of a decoy on that on that motion on that last run play. Najee busted that outside. Run play, I, that run play yeah. was to go between the guard and tackle, and it wasn't there. Yeah. And as now as as Najee bounced it outside, you saw Claypool go, "Oh shoot, I'm I better go block." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or as and Michael he did a nice says, job. Claypool had a building block game. So I think he had a great game. He had a, he had he had somewhere to start stepping back in the right direction. So and he had a touchdown. You forget yes, he that. He did have a touchdown. Have a touchdown. So and he hasn't had hasn't had many of those this year. You know so the best thing I noticed on that touchdown? What's that? As he caught the ball, mm-hmm. both feet were not in the air. Yeah, that's true. He has a tendency, tendency to, to, to to jump as he catches the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, someone was asking then if Ebron's gone. Uh Ebron's not under contract yet this year. Yep. So. And I would anticipate that okay. to continue. Okay. Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Two dollars into the tip jar wants to know which punter do you want? Uh, Preston Harvin the third or Cordis Wayman? Me first. Yeah, go ahead. Waitman. Me, I want whoever's going to get the job done. I don't care the name on the back of the jersey. I care about where the ball lands after they kick it. And though Big Preston did not have a very good game on Sunday, but you know what? I laid out the stats. He actually had a better game than the Ravens punter. Yep, he did. Because at least his punts, he didn't allow any returns. Zero punt return. Zero. I mean, look, Ray Ray had a nice little punt return to pop him out to the 50 on one of them. They So therefore, although the the Ravens punter had one yard more in gross punting, ew, gross. No, he, um, he had several yards less in net punting because of the return yards. And he shanked one too. It was not good punting conditions. It really wasn't. And was that really a Dave answer? Yeah. I yes, mean, it was. That, that was is a Dave answer. Like, uh, no. Yes, it was. You didn't my... answer the question. You just said, whichever guy could get the job done. That yeah. didn't answer her question. She said, PH3 or Waitman. And okay. you didn't and give my... one of those for an answer. I don't have to give answer. one of those because you didn't, then my answer is, I don't care. I want whoever's going to punt the ball. I want whoever's going to do a better job. I don't care which one it is. It's not like, oh, man, I really like big press. I did. I do. But I want whoever's going to punt the ball better. I want. I don't want the Steelers. I was really worried at the end of the first half. They gave up three points. Now, granted, it was the defense holding them out of the touchdown zone. But they could have almost got a field goal without even getting a first down because it was a lousy punt to end the first half and to tie the game. Now they now they moved the ball further than that. So it kind of made you understand that that if he would have punted the ball 20 yards further, they still would have moved it in the field goal range. They just it just took the nerves out of it. But still, you can't allow that to happen in such a key situation when points were at a premium that all of a sudden they're getting the ball in their own end of the field because you can't punt it more than 35 yards. So but the Steelers kind of benefit um um 
Such that and Monster nineteen dollar nine nine says we can't afford to wait on my guy Waitman. Yeah, I see what you're doing there. You know, I like I liked Waitman the year before. I liked him better than Barry, and they didn't go with him. So I don't really. It's a, to me, you, I, don't, I like both of them if they get the job done. I'll tell you why I said Waitman, and it has nothing yeah. to do with not liking big press. But Waitman in the games where he has kicked has been more consistent mm -hmm. in his distances. Then Presley Harvin. Yeah. And to me, especially when I'm rolling into a playoff game, that's what I want more consistency. And so that's one why thing, I said that. One thing that I don't see that you can't see for sure, but boy, wouldn't it stink if the Steelers are sitting at home, not in the postseason, because they tied the Baltimore Ravens because of a bad hold on the last field goal. Not saying it would have happened. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I haven't seen a big enough body of work. I know Presley Harvin has done a really good job holding this year. Waitman, I know Boz missed one field goal with Waitman as the holder, but I don't know if it was his fault. Um, I haven't got into it as that much. Was a, but that that was a barely miss, by the way. Yeah. So, was, so even on that miss, you can't say, oh, yeah, yeah, that was awful. No, it mm -hmm. wasn't awful. Just yeah. So, and hey, I do want to say something. Hey, uh, Jerry Cherry Band in the live chat. Thanks for all the good music for all the stuff. Uh, but Jerry, if you get a chance, can you shoot me an email? Uh, I don't know that I have your email. I, I, I need to ask you about something music related. So uh, here I am using my um, using our podcast for a personal message. But hey, why not? Anything else before you get into this Kansas nope. City game? Okay. Nope. Let's get into so, that game real quick and get the scores. Okay. Bottom line is. How do you feel about Sunday night right now? How do you feel? How, how are you feeling at this point? Uh, right now, I'm just excited that the Steelers are playing a playoff game. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will go up and down as the game goes, as my wife will probably have already retreated. Well, yeah, because it's a late game. She'll have already retreated to the bedroom for the night. Um Kyle will last with me for a little bit, but he'll probably even bail. Um, no nobody school the likes, next day, right? No, no. We don't yeah, have school the next day. Yeah, we don't. Shoot. Holiday. That's what's great about it being the Sunday night. Well, good. Be on the post game show. <laughs> I will tell you this: if you, if we need somebody else for the post game show, let me know. I can do it because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't have work the next day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I, I don't have to worry about it the next day. Brian was the I'm same. Jeff. Bad. Well, I I mentioned something. Jeff's like Jeff said that he had. Uh, you know, he was like, oh, man, it's the Sunday night game. And then his wife reminded him, uh, don't you have off Monday? He's like, oh, yeah. And then I remembered. And then I said something to him and to, to Jeff and Brian. And Brian's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, so good, here's, good here's what I need to see from the Steelers for the Steelers to have a chance in this game. Okay. And it's all the same stuff we've said all year. The Steelers need to win the turnover battle. And honestly, the Steelers need to not turn the ball over. Okay. Plus, mm -hmm. turn the ball, make them turn the ball over. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be huge. The The second thing is going to be that I got to see is, is offensive con consistency, offensive yeah. life. Off, you know, it, it, it's like, um, we don't need to necessarily tear it up in the running game, but we got to do enough in the running game. Um, 
honestly, for the Steelers, their best chance to win this game is to ugly it up. Because that's how the Steelers win. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Ugly the ugly the ugly this game up. Just ugly yep. it up. Ugly it up. So yep. yeah. Make it as ugly as possible because that's what this that's their that's their specialty. That's their yeah. Win and ugly. Win and ugly. So win and ugly. Um trying to think what do we got going weather wise out there for Sunday right now? I haven't checked. I was going to wait till it was closer, in all honesty. It's going to be cold, but I think all the snow on Sunday is going to be over here on the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, I mean, here, like, even where I am, it's supposed to be in, like, the low 20s, which means I hate to think about how cold it's going to be for you on Sunday. It's Oh, it's, you know, And it's going to be a night game. Now, remember, they don't, they don't usually play uh, night games on Sundays in in the wild card round. They used to not play them because of everything else. Do you remember? Uh, well, no, or they didn't play night games on Sunday. They had to move the Steelers-Chiefs to Sunday night the last time they played in the playoffs because of the weather. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They that's moved right. the game to Sunday night. Because of an ice storm in Kansas City. That's right. So the Steelers have played a night game in Kansas City in the postseason. Didn't score any touchdowns, but they won that game ugly, didn't they? That's right. They won ugly. So so that's that's uh that that's a good point. I'm looking back here. Man, oh man, do you realize unless you I was just looking back at this at, unless that you could say that the line changed at the last minute against the Tennessee Titans when the Steelers hosted them. Let's see what the final line was. They finally said it was the Steelers minus one. But it, it turned that way right at the end, which I think was still kind of crazy. The Steelers hadn't – take that game out of the equation, and the Steelers hadn't been favored in a game since the Lions. Yeah. It's kind of crazy when you look at it that way. Hey, All right, I, let's get back I, to this game. I don't want yeah. them. I don't want them to be favored. I want them yeah. to keep the game ugly, and let's see if we can mm-hmm. squeak one out at the end. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's winning Steeler yeah. football this year. Let's get let's get TJ Watt playing healthy because he was not the last time they played the Chiefs. Yep. Um, let's keep him from getting kicked in the McNuggets. That'll help. Kick that's <laughs> a knee. Was, was it a knee? Oh, was a knee for the well, McNuggets. I thought it might have even more around his shin. I don't know. But he comes oh, off. It was a oh, knee. Wince in there, and I'm like, don't tell me Porter's groin. Don't tell me Porter's groin. And then I and, – well, and I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that, 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 that wasn't – like I said to Jeff, that was, that was a push, not a pull. <laughs> he got it pushed on, not pulled. Um, you saw, you saw, so, by the way, that was, that was Kyle that came uh, up with my comment in the knee jerk for that. Yeah, that T.J. Watt got hit in his huge defensive player of the year sized cojones. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm um, speaking of T.J. Watt. I actually have an article running tomorrow morning about the about the sack that wasn't. I did a Dave article. This is a Dave article. If you've ever seen one, it is a point counterpoint written completely by me when I argue both sides. About about if that should be overturned into a sack. So make sure you're checking that out at behindthesteelcurtain.com, your one-stop shop from all things Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Rich, let's get let's get the score. Um, we got, we're almost out of time. We're running over to bring them up. So let's yep. do it. 
right, ready to roll here. Um, but hey, you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I, I'm going to I'm going to give the Steelers a chance in this game because I'm going to say we're going to keep it ugly. Okay. Yep. Um, if the Steelers can keep it in that ugly style game, I will take the Steelers 19 to 17. All right. You're taking the Steelers 19 to 17. All dependence on them keeping it ugly. Now that's, for yeah. the stat prediction article, I do I could change my mind depending on if or what would go on injury-wise this week. You know, kind of who's there, who's not. Um, as I always do, but I really mm. think we keep it ugly and we can win. Hey, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, to me, I'm more about, I, I, I could see a score down to the two minute warning. It's just, how do they finish yep. it now? Now remember the rules people. I forgot to remind. I already put someone in timeout earlier for putting a score out earlier. So uh, you don't put scores up until I say scores, which I now have. It is in there. This is uh, just to give you a little bit of my thoughts. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. You know, if you're doing the whole, we're, we're both guys that like Marvel. If you're doing the whole Doctor Strange running, you know, you know, 14 million or whatever different scenarios, I'm sure the Steelers lose in the majority, in the overwhelming majority of them. But we don't know which game is going to play out yet, do we? That's right. So That's right. So I did, was, it, was that was that nerdy enough for you? Wow. All right, Johnny Bravo. Her, how you doing? Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, 20, 23, 23 20 Pittsburgh. BF Bud. KC thirty four thirteen. Praying you he's wrong. The first one. What? You missed the first one. Oh, I didn't see a number in there. That's why I did it. Okay. Um, Sean Manahan says Steelers 21, Chiefs 18. Ben fumbles late. Najee makes the game save and tackle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, that's oh, that's dear. pretty good. That's pretty All good. right. Steel Dog 88, 24, 23. For the underdog upset, you play to win the game. All right. All right. Um, Steelers Pittsburgh uh, 20 to 17. Um, hashtag win ugly yins. Okay. Uh, Brian Blackstock says Steelers 28-27. Miracle comeback in the fourth quarter. Let's go. Brian Brown says 33-31 Steelers. Do you see this team scoring 31 points? I do not. I mean, that they haven't they haven't come anywhere close to scoring that amount of points since they were coming back against the soft Chargers defense. No, was it the Chargers or was it the Minnesota one? I can't remember, I don't remember. which one happened more recently. It, were, it doesn't matter. They're all running together. It's late. I'm ready for bed. Okay. Mark Davidson said Steelers 26, Chiefs 23. OT. Boswell with the winner. OT. Ron Reed. I know Ron put his in earlier, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Steelers 23, Chiefs 21. Vodka drinker 17, 16 Steelers. Um, Tyler Sutton says 27, 23 Steelers. Troy gets a pick. Oh, <laughs> no, just, just go on. <laughs> um, Kathy Ford says 24-23, us. Okay. Um, Miguel Luna says 21-24, Steelers. Alex Flores, Kansas City 38, Steelers 10. Wasn't that the final score of the yes, last Yes, that game? was the final score of the last game. Um, Jerry oh, Cherry, yeah, I was gonna say we got a, partial, got a partial score. I'm gonna save it. I'm assuming he's gonna bring he's gonna do the whole thing later. Okay, Jacob Bree McKittrick. I think I got that 24 21 Steelers with the game winning drive. Give Ben another game winning drive. There you go. Jermaine Jackson says 23 20 Steelers. Um, 
Outside Steelers fan says, good guys, 33, Chiefs, 18. Game even similar um, to national championship. That was maybe the score last night if yeah. you were watching. I don't remember the score. I did watch. I was, was paying attention that, to that game. I didn't, I didn't watch, watch it all. That was the score last night. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was watching as it was getting down to crunch time. Okay, Monster 19 says Steelers. So I got to make sure that Monster 19 says Steelers pull a KC shuffle, 28-24 Steelers. Okay, they know how to win in Arrowhead in the playoffs. They've done it. Okay, uh, Christopher 11. Well, that was a while ago. Ben's done it, I guess we should say. Christopher 11 says Steelers 24, Chiefs 20. Sorry, Steelers 27, Chiefs 24, Wizard of Oz kicking winning field goal. Kicks the winning field goal. I can't read straight. There's Jerry Cherry's whole, whole score. Steelers 27, 24. KG Kendrick, Steelers 22, Chiefs 21. Ooh, interesting. Matt B, 30 to 26. Good guys. Tyler W, 28-14, Chiefs. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame people for saying that they think the Chiefs are going to win. Doesn't remember, just no, because you I, I that's who you're pulling for. I, I don't I want my change sport my to be mind. Ready. I may change my mind and go with and and pick the Chiefs for the staff picks article. Yeah. I'm going to tell I, you this before I click before I click the next one. I've changed my mind twice and it's only Tuesday. I know. Okay. Uh the only one Steelers 40 to 13, BMK Bully Mob Kennel 24 to 17 Steelers big upset playing for the second time adjustment time. I tell you the fact that the Steelers did would have been nice if they would have played better and made it close. But the fact the Steelers did not beat the Chiefs several weeks ago makes me feel better. If they had beat the Chiefs in Kansas City, I'd have been like, oh, man, who goes into Kansas City and beats them twice in one season after going to the Super Bowl two years in a row? So I get that. Get to, get to the next so, one. It's hilarious. Okay. Uh, which one? X-Eddie. X-Eddie. Okay. I was okay. Um, 16-7, Pittsburgh, Ingram pulls his groin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was funny. Uh, yeah, that, that is a good one. Um, Occam Zox says 22-21 Steelers win another playoff game before Cincinnati. Here we go. Um, yeah, that would be interesting if they could go. Um, no, the Cincinnati one, I'm, I'm getting mixed up with my with, – I'm, I'm mixing Steelers years. Uh, Richard Adams in 24-21 winning kick in overtime. That goes to Steelers. Steelers world. The Steelers are 8-0-1 when the whole team's – when they hold teams under 24 points. Um, Stewart, I don't know. Steelers 24, Kansas City 20. Yeah, I'm going to talk about some of those numbers with the Steelers defense on my stat geek on Thursday. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, Quan, that's right, Quan Henderson Sr. says 24-20 Steelers. Boswell game winner, fourth quarter, 20 seconds left. Is it a game winner if they win by four? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, Irvin Brown says 27-10 Steelers. Okay. Uh, a lot of people are going there. Tara Miller, 21-28 Steelers. Okay. Um, here we go. Felicia, she does have a score in there. Special hey, teams Felicia. fumble feeding. Hey, Felicia. Deontay Johnson touchdown. Najee touchdown. Boss kick, 27-24 Steelers. Okay. Uh, Rob Thytoff. I think I got that right. 20 to 17 Steelers. Mahomes throws a pick in the end zone in the closing minutes. So then, so not going to do like what happened at the end of regulation on Sunday night. It's going to be, it would be nice to see another Sunday night thriller. Um, um, Tyler W puts $2 in the tip jar, says Casey um, loses came losses came to team scoring 32 on average. 
yeah, that's another number I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to talk about some of the stuff with the Steelers and Chiefs um, on Stat Geek. Uh, Eric Wheelman, we Weidman. Weidman. There we go. Got it. <laughs> okay. Steelers 21-17. Minka seals the game with an interception. And oh, another one pops up here. Dan Momberger says 27-24 Steelers in OT after Casey calls timeout. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, hey, all I know is I'm just so excited that we're talking about a game coming up this week. I'm I'm enjoying the happiness of that. But like I said, this team, they should be ecstatic, but not satisfied. For those of people that are saying, I don't even – how did? why did you even want this team to make the playoffs? Didn't you watch them all season? You know what? One more chance to see number seven, and even more important, an opportunity for these young players to gain postseason experience. Who's going to turn that down? Who's going to turn that down? And you if they, tell me, you tell me that there's another team mm-hmm. not playing this weekend that wouldn't have killed to be in the spot the Steelers are this weekend. Yeah. Yep. So, absolutely, that's it. absolutely. They, any team. Either either conference, Correct. sitting at home, would have gladly taken the Steelers' place. Okay. Uh, Tyler Sutton puts $2 in the tip jar and says, Ben getting in the playoffs is winning. Yeah. See, that that's like having an extra win thrown on top of it. So, yep. um, so I'm not going to be like, well, at least they made it to the playoffs. That's not going to make me feel any better. When the Steelers' season is over, I'm still going to be disappointed that it's over, even if it's hoisting a Lombardi. Meaning I'm going to be disappointed that it's over because I'm going to have to wait so long again to watch this team play. Uh, it's bad enough waiting. Waiting through a bye week sucks. Waiting through the mini buy sucks. I want to watch this team play all the time. I do. So I'm just happy that the offseason is at least one week shorter than what we thought it was going to be a week ago. Right? That's, That's right. my closing thoughts. What do you have for some closing thoughts? My closing thoughts is, is this. We, you know, the Steelers, they've made it to the tournament. Now it's week to week, winner go home. Okay. I, I, I want the Steelers to win. Okay. If the Steelers end up losing the game, you know, 19 to 17 on a Harrison Butker kick with seconds left to play, I'm going to be devastated because, you know, it's going to hurt. What I'm still going to say is, man, they had that one. Yeah. You know, they were there. They proved that they belong. But in the end, I'm like you. I just want to keep watching Steeler football. All right? I can tell you one thing. This Sunday night, I will be sitting on my couch, cell phone in hand, writing the knee-jerk reaction article as I sit and watch the Steelers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know what I say about that. What do you say about that, Rich? Can't wait. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.